0: Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show.
1: And I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And with us we have...
1: Tarantulas! Oh
0: god. (laughs) That is a joke that you will only get if you listen to the entire episode. (laughs) But I promise you that it is absolutely worth it, so please stick around. Uh, We've got a good one for you folks. Uh, Just a heads up, we're going to put some uh, uh, content warnings on this one for uh, abuse uh, against children and um also just general crime i guess yes just a, a big assorted
1: crimings
0: assorted crimings uh, but yeah just wanted to give you a heads up before we get into it um despite that it is still a very fun episode and i'm excited to be here Uh, wanted to let you know if you want to help support the show you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast thank you so much and also Paige is going to be in Austin Texas and if you want to see Paige Wesley do stand up in character as Paige Wesley
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah fully uh, dressed up
0: uh, then you should follow Paige on social media which they can do at
1: you can follow me at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok or at PageWesley Wesley on Twitter, but mostly Instagram.
0: And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you so much. And, oh, thank you for allowing me to post this on Tuesday instead of Monday uh, because, as you will hear in a second, I was busy doing a thing um, that I regret deeply. So. <laughs> That makes it sound more ominous than it was, but you'll, it'll all make sense very shortly. Uh, so, without any further ado, let's hop into the show. I love you so much. Goodbye. Hello. 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 Don't drink the.
1: These, These are, are our, our opinions. opinions.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. I'm sorry. I'm Armando Hollywood movie star Torres.
1: <laughs> Wait, why are you a movie star now?
0: Because I filmed a movie this week, Paige.
1: Oh, hey. What kind of movie?
0: Uh, yeah, Sorry. And, uh, and with us is Armando, Hollywood movie star Torres. Yay. Bah, yay, bah, 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 bah. yay.
1: With <laughs> us, we have Ego. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: I uh, went to Rockport, Texas, where I mm-hmm. was filming a short film. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's, it's sort of like, um, I would say, weirdly sci-fi, if I had mm. to describe it. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Although, here's the thing. I spent the last four days in hundred and three degree oh. weather.
1: Oh God! I rebuke it. No. Outside
0: in the Texas sun, and I think you may have noticed because I look a little different. And I did you,
1: notice. I didn't want to say anything.
0: <laughs> you may have been thinking like, "Oh, Armando got a new camera," or like, "Oh, what a strange color filter." Page, I'd like to show you part of my skin that didn't get burned compared Holy to my face. Holy shit!
1: <laughs> See, from the, the camera, at first, you kind of just looked tan. And I was like, wow, Armando's looking really tan. I guess maybe just like being outside in Texas, but holy shit.
0: Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me see if I can do that.
1: <laughs> How? Okay. Have you ever been sunburned this badly before? I feel like you don't
0: typically sunburn. <laughs> I don't think I. So I don't know if I'm burnt or just like. Dude, the palms tan. of your
1: hands
0: oh boy yeah it's pretty bad oh i am perhaps the darkest i've ever been in my entire life right now yes um, yes it's and it's the thing is is it's like the middle ground between a sunburn and a tan right now like if i yeah. keep putting aloe vera on i'm just gonna look fucking mm, nice just caramelled and bronzed
1: except that like
0: your wrists up on your arms is white oh yeah so that's that's (laughs) another issue that i uh
1: i'm also sorry that you were clearly wearing long sleeves in 103 degree heat that
0: sucks balls no it's actually worse than you think uh i was wearing a short sleeve shirt and they had to cover my tattoos so oh god so the makeup so i actually just have makeup which means i have a lot of really fun things on my body where like (laughs) My arm is super dark, and then I just have a white glow. How do I show this? Do you see that? Just around the tattoo. Oh, that's a, oh, no. I just have, like, a white glow. And I know that this is a strictly audio podcast, Correct. so I apologize to you for listening. Uh, but for context, I am so dark that I make the tan parts of my normal-looking skin look white i white. look pale as you a you look ghost.
1: almost as white as me and yeah. and i bathe in spf 50 like a <laughs> lunatic so oof, yeah the
0: first day i said uh somebody was like oh you should put some sunscreen on and i was yeah, like you <laughs> what's that and then i came <laughs> home to the hotel and took my socks off and went oh my god and then Every other day, I was bathing in sunscreen, and it did not help at all. Well, yeah, once
1: you've already got burned, dude, like, I mean,
0: it doesn't reverse the burn. Sure. This was not... This burn was not burned in a... Rome was not burned in a day, and neither was Armando. <laughs> it's just
1: multiple days of being... Of baking it in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... uh, Boy, howdy. Was it just a not a cloud in the sky in rockport texas um and oh man it, does it hurt to move every inch of my body so uh, yeah hollywood texas armando torres uh you know now that i'm a movie star i'm gonna like act a little differently yeah you know and what Fuck i hope it. that everyone including paige is mm-hmm. ready for the sure. new and improved. Mm. Hollywood, Texas, Armando Torres.
1: <laughs> Hollywood, Texas. Oh wow. Um, what what is your writer gonna say? Like what are your Hollywood Texas demands
0: gonna be? Um, first and foremost, no eye contact. You <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Matthew McConaughey, where you cannot look me in the eye when I'm on set. And Love actually it. it sounds like it's pretty ego- easy
1: because you're tall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the worst part is it sounds like an ego thing. It's not, it's for your safety. If you look in my <laughs> eyes when I'm in the acting zone, I go feral. And I might I might attack you and you won't be ready for it.
1: Oh, uh, Mr. Torres, this is a rom-com. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: uh yeah, shit. no looking no looking me in the eyes. Um no cool leaders that are cooler than me oh Mm. yeah we can't cover anybody that's cooler than me like when we covered like uh the latin kings and i was like yo this guy is badass none of that no more of that i have to be the coolest person no
1: risk of that today
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i you know what i felt pretty safe uh knowing that we were going into the Hare krishna
1: Yeah, what's the opposite of cool?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I guess hot. I guess they're smoking hot is what we're saying by default. Mm. Uh, So I guess without any further ado, let's hop into this dang old episode.
1: Let's hop into these sources because we will have things to talk about along the way. We have Grunge Magazine's article, The Untold truth of Hare krishna which we've had this whole time uh, also the new york times Hare krishna movement details past abuse at its boarding schools the washington post can hari krishna's palace of gold in west virginia rebuild its tarnished community we have the independence obituary section on keith ham's obituary as well as his depositions for racketeering we will get to that today <laughs> the oakland press uh we have an article called hari krishna is no longer berobed hippies who proselytize in airports we're going to talk about airports a lot today Super excited about it. Uh, We have Middle Tennessee University's free speech press uh, for Lee versus the International Society of Krishna Consciousness. That's the airports. We'll talk about it. Um, We have ISKCON.org. We have an ABC Australia documentary called What Happened to Hare Krishna's. Uh, We have an article from The Washington Post called Hare Krishna Leader Tied to Murder Plot. We have photos from the Toronto Public Library. And finally... Uh, I have a slight update on Holy Cow, Swami, the documentary. Um, First of all, thank you to all of you who messaged me to tell me that it was at five colleges in Mm. the United States. I know. Uh, But thank you. Nonetheless, I appreciate the research. Uh, Now, here's the thing.
0: (laughs) Hold on. I love that because in my mind, I know you because and I know this show And how we dive down rabbit holes. At what point did you realize it was not an option to enroll at one of those colleges?
1: (laughs) Uh, Actually, before the last episode. So I had already looked up what colleges it was at to see Mm -hmm. if they had. Because sometimes people will post things like as we continue to digitize media, sometimes people will post things. and You just need like a J store, like, you know, login and stuff. So it's in exactly like five college libraries. The nearest one is over a thousand miles away from where I am at. However, it is North Texas university. So did I look into how far of a drive it would be while I am in Austin next week to potentially go to North Texas university to get it because they will not transfer it. Yes, I did. However, I am not a student and they are not typically in session during this time. Uh, So I could not get it, but also, uh, North Texas University is the outlier, but most of these libraries have it as VHS, which means you have to watch it there like you have to check in and watch it, which I cannot do because I'm not a student. But North Texas University had a DVD, but it's a DVD that I cannot check out. Uh, The other thing, too, uh, please don't. If you are at one of the universities that has it, please don't check it out and send it to me. Uh, I can't return that easily. Uh, Wink. (laughs) No, but also, (laughs) here's what I'm going to say. If you go to North, if you happen to attend North Texas University in Denton, Texas, um, please don't like, wink, wink, go there and check it out and wink, wink, burn a copy of it and wink, send it to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, like The Shining. (laughs) never do wink don't do that uh please do (laughs) if you if you can i don't know if they're even burnable dvds i don't know if anyone has a thing that can burn dvds anymore it's i was like i'm looking for like a link on reddit nothing uh so anyway our search may have ended here unless someone wants to be a hero
0: and that somebody is armando torres googling how do i take a <laughs> how photography to class in north <laughs>
1: texas <cities? Yeah. laughs> i did look at it and i was like ah they don't really i can't really uh so to summarize please don't send me things directly from your library because it will be hard for me to get them back and that'd be a pain in the ass wink uh, no ser- seriously do not send me things from your library they will I I do want libraries to have this documentary. I don't want to be responsible for one going missing. Wink. But if somehow uh, suddenly your library seems to have more than one wink, uh, I don't know. Figure it out. But all this to say, we might not <laughs> we might not get our hands on it for a while. But when we do, we'll do a recap
0: yeah and Um, we're just saying that if it was to go missing obviously whoever was to steal it would have to cover their tracks and burn the library to the ground and we don't (laughs) want you to do that wink wink (laughs) take it down take it all down (laughs) take down the city of denton okay we're gonna no no
1: no 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 there's a lot of innocent people there (laughs) this is not don't burn anything down Wink. unless you're burning copies of that DVD <laughs> okay. and sending it to... all right,
0: all right,
1: all right, all right, anyway, back to the story when we last left Keith Ham, he was in the midst of building a golden temple at New Vrindaban as Swami Prabhupada passed away from being unspeakably old or air quotes disappearing under mysterious, unspeakably old circumstances mm. um. By now, it's the early 70s, and the summer of love is over, and people had started to get suspicious. Namely, Manson had made sure that everyone was afraid of cults, and the backlash was fucking real. So, people started to look at the Hare Krishnas with a little bit more of a paranoid eye, and Many people argued that the rhythmic chanting that they were known for was brainwashing. And here's the thing it's not, not brainwashing, is what I'm going to say. Where, like, if you have anyone sit for a long period of time repeating the same thing over and over again, it can induce states of susceptibility, is what I will say. Um, But there were also way worse things going on. Like that was the least of the worries. Yeah. Um, And I would say that like depending on how you use chanting in your own religious practice, it may or may not be harmful to you. It depends on the situation. But it was something new and weird and people were scared. And that's kind of how things were at the time.
0: Don't churches sing like songs?
1: Not. Yeah, but like three minutes max and it's not the same thing over and over again.
0: Yeah, but don't you sing it every week?
1: No, it's different songs every week. Wow. At least mine was always different songs. There's yeah. a lot of songs, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to fill up the karaoke machine.
1: You do. You got to fill up the karaoke machine. You got to, you know, like, uh, can I get number J-6-2? You've turned my morning into dancing again. And then people just like go nuts. Uh. <laughs> Yes, uh, they do. Different songs every week. Uh, it's usually 15 to 20 minutes max. We're talking a required two hours of chanting um, for all adherents who were that devoted. Sure. That's the other thing, too. It's not everybody, right? There's thousands and thousands of people who are like Hare Krishna light at in the country at this time. And then there's about a thousand of them that are doing like the two hour chants and all veganism, no sex, no drugs, no anything fun. And so like it's there's a difference between your average person who was like, "I don't know, I thought it had a good beat and the people who live on the commune. <laughs> so
0: yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's there's not a great understanding of what's going on. And here's the thing. There are bad things going on. We're going to get to them in a second. There's a lot of bad things going on. But that's not the thing that people are getting mad about in the moment. They're too focused on what they believe a cult is based on what they've seen. And the backlash was so bad that in 1976, a Toronto family hired Ted Patrick, a.k.a. Black Lightning. My
0: man. $2,000
1: $2,000 to kidnap and forcibly deprogram their daughter Linda. Oh, uh, no. It was Linda Epstein. Yes, it did not go well. In fact, it went so badly that it causes a public scandal. And Linda Epstein returns to the Hare Krishnas uh, and publicly cites the abusive tactics of Ted Patrick. Now, I looked to see if Danny, the trunk karate man, was involved. And I did not see any records of that, unfortunately. But according to <laughs> well, Linda. Yeah,
0: there's not going to be any records of a guy who lives in a trunk and pops out to do karate, Page.
1: I mean, he's in that one book, but that was mostly around Children of God. But he, it doesn't appear mean. that he was on this trip.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's in there. He's rattling around with the spare tire, just hanging out. But... <laughs> just
1: hanging out, waiting for his moment to shine. Yeah, he's um, he's
0: looking through the keyhole going, mm, karate? No, this one doesn't need karate and then he yeah just goes no, I, to
1: bed. <laughs> the hari krishna is not as contentious <laughs> they were more just like whoa what what and then they were gone
0: I'm, uh <laughs> i'm starting to flesh out the lore of danny the karate guy where <laughs> like he is a, he is a being that awakes every 30 years hungry for karate <laughs>
1: hungry for karate and religious freedom yeah <laughs> but also dude but God, only his one kind of religious oh
0: yeah 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 yeah. you gotta get it right or else you're gonna get fucking chopped bud yeah 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 uh, yeah but also like dude my fucking man just don't <laughs> i love what you i love i love the energy but i hate the aggressiveness of kidnapping and abusing people to try to get them out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, no, I feel... Like... <laughs> um, According to Linda, she was taken and held against her will uh, while she was forcibly deprogrammed and abused, which is not great. Uh, as we covered in our uh, deprogramming episodes, mostly bad. That's a bad thing. Linda gives them some unwanted press because even though she returned and basically said the deprogramming was the cult essentially uh, it puts a microscope onto the Hare Krishnas in a way that they did not want and the following year in 1977 there is another court case in Queens accusing them of imprisoning people and brainwashing uh, and trying to get money from people extortion that's the word I'm looking for extortion Uh, So false imprisonment and extortion. And the case centered primarily around two people, uh, Merrilee Cresher and Edward Shapiro Jr. Now, uh, they had joined the group to the chagrin of their parents, uh, namely Edward Shapiro Sr., or at least that's what it's listed as. I found a couple other things that were just like his dad, Dr. Shapiro. And I was like, anyway, uh, his dad... Super mad. He's the one who kind of starts the court case. He claimed that the Hari Krishnas pressured them to ask him for $20,000 to donate to the group. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not not true. Uh, Like, I'm pretty sure they did, especially based on some things we'll talk about at the end of this episode. But at the time, they really don't focus on the money as much. This case becomes a question of, religious freedom not hey why does your cult need 20 grand (laughs) like they focus more on like should you be allowed to join whatever religious thing you want and the answer is technically yes but nobody went and dug deeper into like so what's that 20 grand gonna do and if they had they might have had a different answer because this case gets very sensationalized they bring in a star witness who else? ted patrick black lightning um so this becomes an argument about is deprogramming okay and who has the rights to determine what religion somebody is which when we did our deprogramming episodes that was a conversation we had and it's not a black and white issue like it is A gray area where it's like, hey, if you know.
0: Paige, it's not a black lightning and white lightning. And white lightning
1: issue. It's somewhere
0: in the gray lightning middle. Gray
1: lightning area. Yeah. Because if someone is in a situation that is harmful to them, You understandably want to get them help and you want to get them out of it, but also you have to respect that some people will make choices that are different than you, and you may not understand why, but that is still their choice, and they have the ability to make it. So that's what this case ends up becoming. Instead of, hey, why are you pressuring people for this much money? Where's the money going? How much money have you taken? How much money does anybody have? What are the real nuts and bolts of this. Um, It doesn't. It just becomes about about deprogramming. So ultimately, the Supreme Court in Queens rules that the Hare Krishnas are legitimate religion and had not brainwashed these two people um, and that they were free to continue to operate as they were. Now, in some cases, that was fine. Uh, Not all. And we'll get to that because this sets a precedent. And it sets a precedent for the group to collect larger and larger and larger donations for kind of whatever they feel like, Uh, like a Golden Temple, perhaps. As we remember from last week, the Golden Temple had been in progress for about seven years. And as I mentioned, there's about tens of thousands of believers in the U.S. at the time, but it's believed that there's only about a thousand of them living on communes. 500 of them lived... At New Vrindaban. So it is basically the biggest commune in the US. And it does eventually get to over 800 people, closer to a thousand. It is huge by comparison to the other communes. Now, we talked about last week how it started that they basically paid $4,000 to lease the land for like 100 years and then with an option to buy it for $10 after that 100 years. And it was basically just a farm. It was like 100 acres of farmland. So the people that initially lived there lived in a barn with the motto, simple living, high thinking, which is extra funny when you remember that Keith Ham was super into LSD. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I also think it's super funny to remember that they have a giant golden temple being built outside.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah. And uh, so starting in 1972 to 1979, the people living on the commune, as well as outside contractors paid for with donations, were hard at work at the Marble and Gold Palace. And with the death of Prabhupada in 1977, there wasn't really much of a reason to even have the palace anymore. But they had already almost finished it. So, like, I don't even know why you would start building something for somebody that old. So I have a theory. Let's enter the speculation zone for the moment.
0: <assy Football> <housekeeping> Welcome to the speculation zone. Nothing we say here can be used in court.
1: <laughs> <accent> anyway, the speculation zone. I think Keith Ham, because this is the biggest commune, because he had a close relationship with Prabhupada... I think he expected Prabhupada to be buried there. And this was actually probably a tomb or meant to be a final resting place. And instead, Prabhupada travels to India and then passes away while he is in India because he is, again, unspeakably old. (laughs) Uh, And I think the source of some of the... Prabhupada just disappeared, we don't know how he died, comes from Nuvrindaban, I think, where they're just like, uh, he actually loved us, and I don't know why he's not here. Like, we want his body, why won't you let us have his body? Um, But I think that's why he kind of built this whole thing, and now they just have a huge thing and no body in it, and I don't know. And again, this is just my speculation, but I think that's what happened. Um, Anyway, in 1979, they finish... And they opened New Vrindaban, uh, dedicating it to Prabhupada posthumously. And they open it to the public as a tourist destination to solicit more of those sweet, sweet donations. uh, Because donations become the lifeblood of New Vrindaban. So even though they are the most popular commune, fewer and fewer people are joining commune life in general. They're not growing at the rate that they were in the 60s this is a very different vibe. So they had to look elsewhere for money. So this is where most people know the Hare Krishnas from. Because throughout the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Hare Krishnas would regularly be seen at parades, sporting events, and airports, which we will get to a little bit more later, where they would collect donations. Now, The problem with sending all your people out to dance and collect donations is that some of them have kids, and you can't just have kids out on the street and not in school. That looks suspicious. So the Hare Krishnas came up with a solution. They created boarding schools where adherents were expected to send their children, and there's only one problem. They were terrible. Mm. I mean, anytime we mention boarding school in an episode, it's not going to be good.
0: No, I would say it's almost always bad. It's either physically abusive or just like, yeah, this is where they learned how to become a monster.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, like, this is the breeding ground for the Sea Org and shit. It's never a legitimate school with, you know, good housing and a good anti-bullying program. It's bad. Uh, So in an article in the New York Times from 1998, former attendees of these boarding schools claimed that they were constantly subjected to physical, emotional, and sexual abuse on top of the fact that the schools were basically dangerously neglectful. Essentially, they were built to just keep children out of the way. They were not built to truly be functioning schools. And so the kids didn't have adequate lodgings or adequate food or adequate. And here's the thing, too. There are multiple of these around the world. And if you talk to the groups in Australia, their boarding schools were actual boarding schools. Hmm. (laughs) So like in that documentary for ABC Australia, uh, which is Australian Broadcasting Company, not our ABC, but uh, they actually interview a number, number of people who went to the boarding schools and they were like, yeah, it was like any other boarding school. So I think this is also one of those cases where because they split into those 12 factions, some of them go rogue and some of them don't. Now, or people are just lying in that documentary.
0: Now, is it possible that the Australians didn't think it was bad because Australian boarding schools are awful? Uh, that
1: is very possible. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty
0: sure. I have. I mean, I have a friend named Todd. Uh, very good friend. He grew up uh, in Australia, and he was telling me that his third grade math teacher was actually a spider the size of his oh, face. Oh shit! Yeah,
1: I mean, but did they learn fractions? Uh,
0: uh, yes, because it ate a bird in thirds throughout the day. <laughs> And it was fucking terrifying. Also, his gym teacher is a kangaroo who just fucking beat the shit just out, beat of. The shit out yeah. of people. He was they threw you in the gym and the kangaroo's mad. <laughs> and You got to just run <laughs> around. You just
1: got to run for your life.
0: Everyone takes 30 minutes uh, <laughs> a day.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. No, I, and it's really interesting because in the documentary, they reference the this of like all of the the people from the american boarding schools coming forward and they're like yeah at least our boarding schools were good they sounded fucking awful <laughs> you're just like okay but again they are still in most of them are adults that have remained adherent to Hari krishna now not necessarily in a commune setting they are just adults that live their lives but that is their belief system uh so for me that that taints that you know testimony a little bit because at a certain point you're like well do i believe you or do i believe other people you know Mm -hmm. i get it uh but from what i was able to track down it seems like possibly not all of the boarding schools were this bad however the ones in america specifically um nearly all the punishments were physical beatings Essentially, is, is what they said at this time, uh, and they were not allowed to seek any outside medical help. Um, I mean, probably to hide the beatings, but also because that's money, you know. Uh, one one student in particular describes being threatened at knife point. Uh, Wait,
0: I'm sorry. At I don't night, have
1: more information. I wish I did. I need
0: more info by a student or by a teacher.
1: By a teacher, but someone, an authority figure to have for them to comply with whatever that authority figure had told them. Now, again, there was rampant sexual abuse going on. I think that may have been one of those cases. Um, Another student was forced to sleep in a bathtub for weeks because of the poor living conditions. And it was one of the safest, cleanest places to sleep. Um, And so they ended up in a bathtub for weeks. And the bulk of these instances occurred in the late 70s and early 80s, and Hare Krishna, at least the American ones, and specifically New Vrindaban, knew about them, but didn't say anything or attempt to make any restitution until 1998, when some of those children, now adults, began to come clean. But even admissions in 1998 were more of an attempt to cover up a bigger scandal. See, following Prabhupada's death, Keith basically gets full control of New Ban. We talked about this a little bit last week. But he begins preaching his own version of Hare Krishna, which is a weird mishmash of like vague Christianity uh, plus LSD guru isms plus Hare Krishna and he began tightening his control on the commune. Now people physically maybe couldn't easily leave because there were guards at entrances and exits. And ultimately this leads to new Vrindaban being excommunicated from the greater ISKCON community where all the other Hare Krishnas are like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not what we're doing. So you are no longer affiliated with us. And there's a small exodus, but a lot of people stay. Because as we know on this show, just because somebody isn't physically restraining you doesn't mean that you can freely come and go as you please. And a lot of people had been there now for years. And the other thing too, if you're living on a commune, participating in communal living, you are maybe not making money, uh, your room and board and everything is, is taken care of, your boarding school is covered, but you have no finances to easily get out. And that's one of the biggest hurdles to leaving. And so a lot of these people are trapped there and he is there like end-all be-all leader. What he says goes. So according to court documents, the vibe in New Vrindaban had become very, very paranoid, Uh, especially after, and this is in the late 80s, early 90s, a visitor shows up from one of the other communes is very upset with what he sees of New Vrindaban in relation to what he understands to be Iskon teachings. And he attacks Keith Ham. and this puts Keith Ham in a coma for a week, like legitimately. Like he is super injured. It's not good. Uh, and whether it be the coma or just general paranoia, when Keith comes out of that coma, he is not quite the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not not quite the same. So he now, at all times, is flanked with guards and dogs, and he does the one thing that cult leaders do when stuff's about to go really bad. Any guesses?
0: Uh man. I, I'm going to say he starts... Buying weapons, but I know Hell yeah! yeah? Is that re- oh no? They start
1: stockpiling guns. Oh, yes. Super fun. Uh, in the early 90s, it's thought that almost every adult member of New Verinda Band either had a gun or knew someone close by who did. Um they had tons of guns. <laughs> um but paranoia can turn on the people closest to you. So the group zeroed in on two members that they thought were in league with the guy who had attacked Keith, and they feared that these two people were about to basically go public with what was going on in New Vrindaban. What was going on, you ask? I mean, on top of the control and the guns and the dogs and the guards and all of that, Keith had been routinely abusing teenage boys in the commune for over a decade, probably pretty much since the commune had started. Oh no. Yes. Uh, And they thought that these two guys were going to go public. And so Keith paid a guy eight grand to kill him. And kill them, he did. What the fuck? Now, of course, for a lot of people, they're like, hey, wait a second. This seems to have gotten out of hand. Uh, And so they reported those two people's disappearance to the FBI, who descended upon New Vrindaban and searched the commune, found tons of guns. But they also found a lot of evidence of fraud that we will cover in just a second. So they charged Keith with racketeering mail fraud and conspiracy to murder And in their search, they find that he had amassed over $10 million from donations. So we got to talk about how those donations factor in, where they come from, how he got so much money. Keith and the rest of New Vrindaban... We're selling counterfeit merchandise, so not only would they show up to public events, chant, chant and dance, and try to get you know donations that way, they would sell bootleg hats and bumper stickers with sports logos, kind of like people do in the parking lot of a like a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would sell things with cartoon characters on them, specifically Looney Tunes, like cheap Looney Tune shirts, uh, and they would sell all of these fake products for the good of the compound, but all of it went to Keith. Now, there's also the matter of them dancing and chanting and how they got donations that way. Although your face is confused, should we talk about the Looney Tunes shirts?
0: I just I'm wondering what the odds are that they sold the like gangster SpongeBob and gangster Looney Tunes shirts. I know SpongeBob was later. I'm saying like you know what the kind of shirts I know I'm what, I know about. what
1: you mean. Um maybe not necessarily. It it seems like they were it was mostly copyright infringement. So it was just like, you know, copy paste Tweety Bird onto a thing, you know? Sure, sure, sure. I
0: also, that's so incredibly stupid. It's just the dumbest, like, you're basically pulling the same thing that every carnival in small town America does, but, but to feed your cult. But not
1: only that, here's the thing though. If he had never, if he had not killed those guys, This never would have happened. No one would have found out. They would have just, they'd probably still be doing it today. (laughs) But also, the FBI found some pretty questionable practices for getting donations when they would chant and sing. So, they had a method where they would like give somebody who was like listening to them dance a small trinket or a book because they had books by Prabhupada, uh, allegedly as a gift, right? They would say like, here's a gift for you but we do accept donations in exchange, right? So if that person gave them a large bill and asked for change, they would not have any money for change. And so basically anything you handed them, it's theirs now. And so they would basically get aggressive with people um, into trying to manipulate them into giving the most donations possible by refusing to... Give them change and stuff and would get into arguments with people if people ask for change,
0: which is not illegal, but it is kind of gross. <laughs> it is extraordinarily gross, but it's also like I don't. I'm getting my goddamn change. Like, <laughs> I, I, I understand what's happening here, and I get the grift, and I, I I understand that they're hoping that the moment it gets awkward, most people are going to be like, "This isn't worth my fifteen dollars or whatever." Yes, exactly. I'm getting my goddamn fifteen dollars, <laughs> Kyle. You fucking you you dude who looks like a monk that just escaped prison. Motherfucker, I'm getting my money. I was looking at pictures of Hari Krishna earlier, uh, and they, I, th- what I think is funny is that they are all extremely white and have yes. rat tails. I forgot about the like rat tail mm-hmm. part of their haircut.
1: Well, and remember the overt racism of their
0: founder. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why they're all that. super white. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Kyle, I'm getting my fifteen dollars from you, bud.
1: Yeah, or at least this era. We'll we'll talk next week about the modern era of of what's happening. But uh so they take Keith to court on racketeering and he gets convicted, but then he appeals and it gets overturned. What? I know. And and I the only thing I it, it's complicated but essentially racketeering is so difficult to prove because you have to prove that gains were ill gotten and then used for illegal means. Right. So like they would have had to prove that he illegally got the money to then pay for the murder. Right. And a lot of the things they're doing are stupid and not cool and rude, (laughs) but not illegal. Like the only thing that was illegal was the copyright infringement and he couldn't be directly linked to that. Um, Same with the mail fraud, which was basically they would like do mail campaigns, kind of like President Trump does now, to get money for things that don't exist. Uh, It's a lot of that, and they can't tie it directly back to him. So he gets his case, uh, he his verdict gets overturned, which also means that he can't be tried again for that murder. Right. Mm -hmm. So they tried the guy who shot the two men. He isn't. He goes to prison for it. Keith skates but he does spend some time behind bars amidst the conviction and the appeals process etc. After leaving prison he returns to New Vrindaban but literally only weeks later he is caught sexually assaulting one of the teenage boys on the commune. Oh
0: my god. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh because they're a teenager they can't consent. Yeah. Uh so immediately because while he was in prison for the murder a lot of the people who lived in New Vrindaban were like, he didn't do it. Like, I believe he's innocent. Like, I believe it. Uh, and then he got released. And then they literally discover this week, weeks later, and they turn him at- back in where they're just like, uh, no, <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. uh, so he actually pleads guilty. Yeah. <laughs> in part, because it's like a ton of people fa- saw it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. he pleads guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they sentence him originally to 20 years, but then bump it down to 12. But he only serves eight due to severe health issues. And he's released in 2004. But while he was in prison, Iskon retook New Vrindaban. So they're like, this is ours now. Uh, you are banned. So he is banned from all ISKCON communes, everything. So he emigrates to India in 2008, I guess, to do crimes there, um, he, he goes on an, a, quote, interfaith speaking tour, speaking his version of of Hare Krishna. That is, again, half Christianity, half LSD guru, half Hare Krishna. Um, and he dies while on that speaking tour in 2011 in Thane, India, from a collapsed lung. And I know that this is a lot of uh, rough information and it's pretty shitty. So as a palate cleanser, do you want to talk about airports for a bit?
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, although I would like to remind you that this episode is going out days before you have to get on an airplane. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine.
1: Yeah. No, okay. That's
0: okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm just saying we can talk about airports. Good. But we both get, I feel like we're dangerously close to getting on no fly list as it is. (laughs) No, 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 no,
1: no. This is completely tame. Uh, So back in the day, and you were probably too young to remember this, Mm. uh, Hari Krishnas used to dance in airports because it was a place where there were a lot of people and they would elicit donations in airports, And sometimes you'll still see some stuff like this where people have pamphlets or whatever, but it's a lot more rare. And we'll talk about why someone actually sues them in 1992 to argue that they shouldn't be able to dance in airports because airports are, quote, private property. However, that court ruling rules that because airports are utilized by the public as a service, airports are technically public. So they are allowed to continue to dance in airports. Now, until never forget 9-11. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay.
0: Uh, Paige. You know what? Days away from getting on an airplane. Okay, I'm just kidding. Go, go, I ahead. promise.
1: I hey, it's just I'm just like Robert Pattinson and remember me. I'm in the <laughs> wrong place at the wrong time. Uh
0: <laughs> You know what I just read? Hold on. First of all, I don't, I'm not able to find it because it's not immediately in the vicinity of my desk, but I own one DVD and it is Remember Me.
1: (laughs) I've been sent Remember Me by (laughs) listeners.
0: I think we, that's how I must have gotten it. I, Maybe. I think I still have mine somewhere. Yeah. I do not. It's the only DVD that I own, and I saw it while I was packing up my house, and I was like, do I just throw this away? I can't throw it away. <laughs> I can't.
1: Never forget. You yeah. can't throw it
0: away. It's like, a, It's I've talked about this before. I have, even still to this apartment, I have a picture of Jesus because throwing it away feels bad, and I feel like <laughs> throwing away a movie about 9-11. It feels bad. Also, it wasn't until, uh, I think, two days ago that it clicked for me that uh, the... The name of the movie is "Remember Me," and the thing we associate with it is "Never Forget." Never forget. Yeah. Remember me. Never forget. And I just never
1: think, forget Robert Pattinson. I wonder.
0: I wonder how close they were to calling it "Never Forget" because "Remember Me" is very close.
1: It is very close, and and I don't remember from when we did that episode on romancing the pod if we found that in fun facts, but that'd be hilarious if it was. Uh, anyway. 9-11, uh, following 9-11, mm-hmm. TSA regulations actually limit who is able to be in airports at any given time. So even though it is air quotes, a public place, uh, airport access is limited to those customers of the airline, uh, much like a store, like you can't loiter in a grocery store unless you're purchasing something at the store, you know, or, or at least looking for something or shopping at the store now airports function most of, <laughs> most of the same way and uh anyone hanging out at an airport without business to be there is potentially considered a threat and therefore that's why Hare krishnas do not dance in airports anymore they do still dance at parades and other things i think the last time i saw Hare krishnas in in the flesh was at uh hollywood's uh west hollywood's like um Ho- like Halloween Parade, I think mm-hmm. is the last time I saw them. Um, but I that, haven't seen many since. But...
0: That might have been a costume because while I was looking up Hari Oh, Krishna, that would have been
1: hilarious. Yeah, sorry.
0: Number three picture on like images is just a costume. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's actually number five. Uh, <laughs> but it's still, it's just a guy in a bald cap and orange robe. Oh my goodness. I mean, that is oh. offensive.
1: But also, yeah. uh, that... If if it was a costume, they stayed in character the whole time and handed out the terrible cookies they have and and the books and whatever
0: that fucking rocks. Uh, I know it wasn't a costume, but I need to believe that for my for my own headcanon. Two things that I find really interesting is the insinuation that you have to at least quote be looking for something to be in a grocery store, right? Because that is incredibly vague. If you walk in there and be like, "What are you? What are you looking for?" and it's like, um, "Love, love, God, acceptance, um, cilantro,
1: meaning salami, <laughs>
0: yeah, salami, salado, uh, eggs, a purpose, and but ketchup. also pop tarts, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: uh and
0: similarly trying the same thing at the airport where they're like you could if you'd have to go through tsa for them to be like are you here for business or pleasure and you just have to be like a little bit of both
1: <laughs> i mean if it pleases you uh yeah i'm looking to get pat down in my
0: Sensitive areas. <laughs> Check out this dance. Boom, and then they just start <laughs> fucking you. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so. I I wish that I I wish that I had been able to be at an airport where this happened. I think I think it's just wild to me that like I didn't go on planes as a kid. We only ever took like road trips to get to places. Uh, and so, my entire understanding of what an airport is is post nine eleven like it's it sucks. It's just always been bad. So the idea of somebody being weird at the airport uh really tickles my brain
1: i I'm old. I'm an old. Uh, so I remember when boarding passes were plastic. What do you mean? uh like they they didn't print them out. Like the, you would go to the gate and they would hand you a plastic boarding card and then you would hand it back to them when you got on the plane.
0: We've strayed too far from God. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think and by God, I mean the God of flight. We, we used to men used to wear suits and smoke <laughs> cigarettes on a fucking screaming bus flying through the sky. And now we shove like 50 people, not even 50. That is a low number of people for an airplane. Like, what is it? Like 200 people? Oh, God, I don't know.
1: Uh, but yeah, and you used to have your like tickets. Like you used to go to the ticketing gate and they, yeah, it was a whole thing. Uh, and it was basically like walk through a metal detector and you're good. <laughs> this is was- You could walk straight up to the gate without a ticket. Like you could meet people at the gate.
0: This is maybe the most um, first world problem sentence I've ever said in my entire life. But I cannot imagine going to the airport without headphones. Like the idea of...
1: Oh, I made that mistake and had to buy headphones in the airport and that is
0: yeah i don't mortgage even, your house for that shit i don't even have a phone that yeah oh because you have to buy bluetooth now because no phones have the fucking little but what i'm saying is like if i had to go to a desk uh and get a ticket and do all of that stuff it would suck but i just realized that people like i mean yeah you could have your walkman i guess i i guess less headphones more phone i couldn't imagine doing flights without a phone
1: i <laughs> uh, i flew before cell phones were popular So, like, it was a real wild experience.
0: This is not entertaining to anybody. It's just Armando going, like, the world used to be different. (laughs) That's that's stupid.
1: And Uh, it used to be back in the day, because we used to fly with my dad all the time, uh, that kids up to a certain age used to be able to board first hmm. because they wanted you to sit with your parents. So even if you had your parents with you. And now it's like, After group A or whatever,
0: yeah, (laughs) family whole thing.
1: Yeah, family boarding, and you have to sign up for it too. Yeah,
0: yeah, I um, I I've said it in multiple podcasts over multiple years, but I am still on uh team. You have to check children. You have to put them underneath (laughs) the airplane with the pets, and they have to ride with the luggage.
1: My dude, can I tell you, on my flight from Honolulu. To Narita, Japan. There were many children on that flight and they were fucking silent. Mm. And it was beautiful. That plane was the quietest plane I've ever been on. It's the best flight I've ever been on. And I don't know how they did it. I don't know what happened, but I did hear a kid start to like laugh and giggle. And then he got shushed by like three adults. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well, that can't be great. But like also... It's so quiet. It's
0: so nice. That sounds like heaven to me. The ability to shush someone else's happy child.
1: (laughs) And it was multiple people. They were like, shh. And I was like, oh my God, what? You don't get to
0: kill that kind of joy often. To shush the (laughs) laughter of a child.
1: All Nippon Airways shushing children since 2023. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was incredibly quiet and peaceful and perfectly air conditioned. It was Japan does it right with air with airplanes, man. It was great.
0: When I flew to France, not only could I not fit in a single seat and had to like try to find two unavailable seats so that I could sort of split myself between them. uh, But most of the people on the plane were couples making out with each other real hardcore. After the the lights went out, because I think every person thought, well, I can't really see the people in front of me that much, so no one behind me should be able to see. But what they weren't counting on was Was six foot five Armando, (laughs) whose head is fucking tilted to the side, touching the ceiling of the airplane, watching everyone mac down like, I fucking hate this. I hate France (laughs) so much.
1: But do they still hand out baguettes? mini baguettes Uh, during the flight they do they do hand out mini
0: baguettes and they do charge you four dollars for beer which i was told on an international flight the alcohol is included so i showed up sober like an idiot and then had to buy 88 beers fun fact
1: uh all nippon airways in on the flights to japan they just offer beer and it was included and they were just like yo you getting drunk tonight player (laughs) you're just like wow their english is phenomenal (laughs)
0: fucking hate france so much (laughs) anyway i wore a suit i smoked a cigarette they kicked me off somewhere around the atlantic i don't know i don't know geography uh probably the pacific i'm assuming
1: (laughs) atlantic yeah i'm pretty well Uh, i guess it
0: depends on where you took off from anyway lax doesn't matter the point is thank you folks for joining us uh (laughs) this has been a great episode filled with a lot of terrible stuff and then also some of the goofiest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> they were funding murders, assassination style murders, with of all, rip off Looney Tunes characters and yes, breakdancing.
1: Correct. And who the hell agrees to kill two people for eight grand? That's 20 grand minimum, baby.
0: Well, when what year was that again?
1: 1996.
0: Holy shit, Paige, eight thousand dollars in nineteen ninety-six is about fifteen grand, which almost Still almost undervalued. Almost sixteen grand. Uh which one, that's crazy that money kind of just doubled since the since I was born, basically. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh and secondly, I don't even think that's like enough to buy a full car.
1: Mm mm. Uh, depending on the car. A used car
0: yeah okay sure you're murdering for a used Honda Civic put that into your brain <laughs> you're it
1: ending a life for a Kia Sorento <laughs> <I can't.
0: laughs> oh man are you ready to play God for a Buick LeSabre <laughs> how did you oh man how did you afford your new Nissan Altima I watched the lights go out <laughs> on two souls
1: I killed a man in Reno just to watch me drive this Hyundai Sonata.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. Just the goofiest shit ever excited for next week's episode. Uh, did want to tell you guys some stuff. Like, first of all, if you want to follow me on social media, well, Hey, you sure as heck can. It's uh at Mondo does stuff. It's M A N D O does stuff. All one word you can also follow me on instagram twitter tiktok and twitch with the same at um and if you want to listen to me every week i make a show called the rooster teeth podcast with my buds here in texas here in hollywood austin texas (laughs) i forgot about the bit already (laughs) um it's a really fun show we uh we make sketches for it we play games uh we talk about the shit that we are going crazy about every week like here's a fun here's a fun little taste test for you did you know that in austin texas uh the tarantulas come up from the ground to mate in the wild aka the streets every seven years and do you know the last time it happened Seven, Seven years, years ago? ago.
1: Fucking yeah. A. No. Are you serious?
0: I am being dead fucking serious, Paige. The tarantula's fuck like jeepers creepers eats, and it's terrible, and I hate it.
1: But they're just out. Like you have seen them.
0: I haven't seen them. I've heard tell of them. That which is okay. almost worse is that they are an omen that I know is going to come. It it is going to happen, and I don't know when, and I don't know how to avoid it.
1: Hold on. I cuz I'm like I'm about to be there next week. Austin, Texas. Oh no. It's tarantula mating season right now. Fuck.
0: <laughs> Welcome to hell. You want to know the worst part of my life so far, Paige? Is uh the other day I was in Austin and I parked my car and somebody was trying to tell me something so I rolled down the passenger side window. And I was like, oh, thanks, bud. They walked away. I got out of my car and forgot to roll up my window. So that window was just open during tarantula mating season for like two hours, I think.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And I didn't get I didn't get robbed. And as far as I saw, I didn't have a tarantula. But I also sped home, got out of my car, locked it and ran away. So I'll deal with that problem eventually. Anyway, these are the types of things we talk about on the Rooster Teeth podcast, and uh, I have left Paige in a in a coma of terror.
1: Oh no, this is really (laughs) bad. (laughs) This is really bad. And if you
0: liked that, (laughs) you might like the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Available uh, on Monday on the RT site for first members and Tuesdays on the RT site for everybody else. It's free. You don't need an account. You can watch them on Tuesday. They're really good. Uh, You can also listen to the show wherever you find your podcasts. And thank you so much and good night and good luck. And I love you and goodbye. Oh,
1: God. Holy shit. Uh, so, uh, if I die of a tarantula bite, uh, you can hear about it on my socials uh, at, at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok or at Page Wesley on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to me be scared of spiders in other places like Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. Uh, and I will be posting. Uh, links to whatever shows still have tickets in Austin over the next couple days, so keep an eye out. Uh, Both shows on the 8th are sold out on Forge, uh, but anything else that still has availability, I will be posting uh, before I leave on Wednesday. Uh, And I love you so much. Bye.
0: Paige, can I show you something that I just thought of right now?
1: Oh, God, is it a spider?
0: Uh, It's related. Oh, fuck me. Are you ready? sure oh yes no i've seen those hell yeah dude this is a gun made for shooting bugs and it's in the shape of a fucking revolver page
1: uh i'm going i'm gonna tell you that's not big enough to take care of tarantulas oh
0: i'm looking that was just the first one that i found i found ones that are made to take out tarantulas oh god yeah, it's called a Glock 17 and I'm buying two of them and just fucking shooting <laughs> bugs. I'm going to the fucking I, I'm going to the top of my building and I am taking out every spider I see. Um <laughs> Good night. Yeah, there is <laughs> I it's not often that an ad leaves somebody in complete and utter terror and panic because you, like me, know that it is an inevitability that it will occur, but you don't know how, when, and where it's gonna happen.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. Uh fuck. Um cool. Uh I'm gonna say uh, And the best part is they're fucking <laughs> Don't invite me to your spider orgy. I'm not interested. Uh, and and,
0: and <laughs> it's like if you were scared of clowns and a bunch of clowns were just doing it all over the street. Of the city. It's- Ar- Armando, here is the worst part.
1: You and I have discussed my 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 travel itinerary. And you know that I had plans to like go antiquing and all kinds of stuff. And now I'm like, do you think they can get into hotel rooms? Because
0: because I am concerned. Oh my god. I've okay. I don't think so. And I'm I'm gonna text
1: Blaine because I don't believe
0: you. I'm praying to God, look, you do what you gotta do, but I'm I am buying Uh, I am buying the biggest bug-o-salt gun I can find, and I am, I'm I'm putting a chair in front of my door and sitting in front of it every night, only illuminated by the glow of a cigarette. That's how I'm staying safe. I'm not leaving the house. I canceled. I'm not going to RTX. I mean, I am, but it's actually a body (sighs) double that I control remotely.
1: Oh, God, okay, uh... (laughs) I'm not doing okay.
0: <laughs> I'm okay. All right. <laughs> I, this was one of the things I wanted to talk about on the Rooster Teeth podcast for our live show. And now I'm thinking I might just traumatize people.
1: <laughs> it's just like, we have our guest, Paige. And it's just an empty chair. It's like, no, she didn't leave the hotel room today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's time oh, for our second guess. These tarantulas we found doing it.
1: <laughs> oh man,
0: so many legs! Mm, mm, mm. They got a lot of boots to knock. Let's get out of here, Paige. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Fucking arm up. And hey, if you wanna, if you wanna follow us on uh, Instagram for more terrible knowledge like this, you can do that at Cult
1: or at Colt Podcast Show on Twitter if you, you have also, enough,
0: you know, things to see. Yeah. If you, yeah. Make us one of your one out of 600 a day. Yeah. Um, or 6,000 if you're a nerd. So uh, we also can take emails now. That's a thing. It's the future, it's here. And if you mm-hmm. want to complain that I've ruined your, your, uh, I guess the safety of your well-being by introducing Spider Fuckfest to your world, Uh, you can send us a a strongly worded email to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com.
1: And uh, if you want to send me a Glock to combat the (laughs) spiders... You only have two days to do so. I don't And know. you can send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Light like the, the sh- Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. I don't
0: know the legalities of that. <laughs> so I'm going to say that we actually never exited the speculation zone and nothing we've said can be used in court. Sure, sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. Which means that the spiders are only speculation, yes?
0: Mm, unfortunately not.
1: No. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, do drink whatever will keep spiders away from you. Uh, and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye.
0: Bye. Paige, don't freak out, but there's a fucking spider right
1: behind you. There's not. I can see in the Zoom.